Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Never Ever Give Up Hope is a broadcast that deals with people who have come to a place in their life where they were or feeling hopeless. And they were able to turn their lives around. And the exciting part about this show is that everybody has a story. And because there are so many different stories, so many different types of people can relate to them. I've had people who have had stories of hopelessness because they were involved in the middle of a war in their country or possibly a very serious disease such as cancer and throwing them into a depression and a state of fear. There have been people who have been um, so poverty-stricken as one gentleman who ended up living in a dumpster with his two children, and he turned his life around and became a multimillionaire. There are so many stories out there. There are stories of abuse. There are stories of depression and hopelessness. And this is what we talk about and show people that no matter where they are, they don't have to stay there. There are people who have gone through serious depressions, serious states of hopelessness, and were able to turn their lives around. And then the common denominator among all my guests is they want to share their story so that it can help someone else. And that is usually the passion that I have seen in each of my guests is they want to help someone who may be going through something similar. And even if you haven't gone through something similar, it still is an encouragement. And so I thank all my guests for that. I thank my listeners for their reviews, their comments, their encouragement, because each of you is what makes this show as great as it is. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are now in over 140 countries, and that is a strong indicator that people, no matter where they are on this globe, need hope and need to hear stories of hope. With me today, I have Kelsey Matheson. Kelsey is an international entrepreneur. She co-owns a number of socially and environmentally responsible companies. She is also a dancer, she's an actor, and she also has dabbled in producing in the film industry. Now, one of her companies, Bee Outfitter, produces backpacks and outdoor gear 
that helps put children through school around the world. This has become her passion along with her coaching business, which is another passion of hers, and I think she might share a few others with us as well. Kelsey has received incredible media recognition via L, Huffington Post, Forbes, and InStyle just to name a few. So I am so pleased that Kelsey is here today to share her story. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you so much, Carol. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. So let's let's start with the beginning. Right in the middle of all those exciting things that were happening in your life and, and your entrepreneurship, etc., you had a daughter. Very often, when you have a child at the same time that you're trying to build a business that can cause uh, some upsets. And I'm sure you had a moment or two there. But it also was, as I mentioned, you were thrown into a deep depression. So can you tell us about that time in your life and how depression ended up controlling your life? People tell you how difficult starting a business is and people tell you how difficult having a child is. But you never really know how difficult until you experience it for yourself. And I did them simultaneously. So in November 2009, I had my daughter. And in December 2009, we opened Anamaya Resort, which is my yoga retreat center in Costa Rica. And it was the hardest year of my life trying to balance being a new mom and balance starting a company and and everything else that was going on in my life. And I basically just ran my health and my wellness into the ground and ended up in a deep, dark depression. And on my hardest days, I would just hide in my office, curled up in a ball, crying uncontrollably and just unable to function. And I think the only reason why I didn't just end up in bed unable to function was because I knew I had to pick her up at a certain time or I knew I had to drop her off, you know, uh, at school or daycare at a certain time. And I think I was also in a lot of denial. I didn't want to admit to myself how bad I was feeling and how depressed I really was. How did it affect your health? It affected my health in ways that uh, I I found out later I was misdiagnosed um, and I I had, I ended up learning about a lot of misunderstood health issues that, um, that I was going through. So I gained a ton of weight. I had uh, a lot of trouble sleeping. I ended up with, uh, with major skin irritations. I had brain this crazy brain fog where I just couldn't think. And people, oh, well, that's pregnancy bra- brain or that's, you know, mama brain or that, that everyone can kind of explain it away. I was also in my late 30s. So they're like, oh, you're getting closer to 40. So people would explain that away or, oh, you have a hectic lifestyle. So, you know, and even my, my family doctor, they had ways of just explaining everything away. But I you know, I was starting to feel these really dark thoughts that my family would be better off without me. And then feeling so self-conscious about the weight I had put on and and feeling really disconnected to my husband as well as my daughter and having no libido to speak of. And my mm-hmm. husband thought he, 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 my husband thought I just wasn't attracted to him anymore. And, and actually that wasn't the case, but he was like, I'm not, I, I'm just not feeling anything from you. I think, you know, maybe you're just not attracted to me. And I was in my head, I was like, no, that's actually absolutely not true. But if I think about it, I have absolutely no sex drive. I don't want to be touched. I would cringe if he touched me just because I felt, you know, I had, mm-hmm. um, had a really negative body image at that right, time. And, right. and then I would I'd break out into hives, which, you know, then I was insecure about that. And, um, you know, just would cry, you know, at the drop of a hat. So, um, 
it became really overwhelming. It's amazing how depression can affect your health, isn't it? I know that's one of the things that you want to address and, and have already to a point. Is there anything else you want to say about that that people could relate to? I think the one thing that you don't realize as well is how it affects your immune system. You can get sick a lot more easily. Easily. Um, and, and if you do have any intolerances or sensitivities to food, for example, that you didn't before, those will start to surface. Your, your seasonal allergies will get worse. So you're, basically your immune system is so compromised when your stress levels are so high or when you're in a deep depression that there, it's a bit of a snowball effect, a bit of a domino effect, and all of these other issues will start to surface. So is this something, a condition that doctors recognize, or are they basically just wanting to uh, tell you that you just had a baby and you need to you know, give it yourself time or whatever? I think it depends. It depends on your doctor and it depends on the practitioner that, you're work, that you work with because a lot of conventional doctors, they'll want to give you anti-anxiety medication or antidepressants and try to, to fix you know, um, your symptoms that you're currently experiencing. Part of my journey back to health and wellness was finding other health practitioners that not only specialized in women's health but recognized that everything is closely related in terms of your hormonal health, in terms of your the, the foods that you're taking in, in terms of um, exercise and um, and your even just your spiritual uh, your spiritual health, and how that all um, relates to your optimal health, so that you can get back on track. And you know, integrative doctors or functional doctors or naturopaths. Uh, for, personally, I found them to be the most helpful to getting me back on track. And uh, whereas my general pa- practitioner or my family doctor wanted to prescribe me with all this medication. You mentioned optimal health, and that is a term that is used a lot. Do you believe that optimal health is different for different people? Or yes. Is, why don't you expound on that a little bit? Yeah, I absolutely believe that it's not a one-size-fits-all. And I think, so for example, Carol, your path to optimal health um, is going to look very different from mine and um, is going to look very different, you know, from my sisters or my mother, for example. And I think that's also um, the trouble sometimes with conventional medicine. And I'm not speaking for all doctors, but just just in my experience, um, you know, they, they see a symptom, they see that you have an issue and they prescribe you something to fix that. And, you know, the only deviation in terms of what they're providing may have to do with your weight or whether you're male or female. But otherwise, it's, it's kind of this, the same combination of, um, you know, of medications that they will prescribe for a certain issue. Whereas my experience with my naturopath and my integrative doctors, um, what I found was that they would really work with you as an individual to fine tune the protocol they would prescribe to you or to me. Um, to help me get back on track and and uh, and work towards optimal health, and it's a never-ending journey. That's the thing, yes. you know. Especially for us women, our hormones fluctuate like the stock market for majority of our lives. You know, from puberty to um, to pregnancy to after pregnancy, then you're dealing with Mary pen- menopause and even and menopause. So our hormones are on this never-ending, you know, roller coaster ride. And, and again, everyone is going to experience that journey differently from each other. So fine-tuning what your individual needs are really important. Also, I just want to address this, and I'm, I'm quite confident that you will agree with me, and that is in defense of doctors, they, according to what I understand, are only given about a 2% 
education in the field of nutrition. And so if they don't do that on their own and and do their own studies and are not giving it, you know, when they are in, in school, how can they possibly understand that aspect of health? Is that what you have discovered as well? Yeah, I think it's definitely a challenge. And, you know, I, I find that, it, for example, food sensitivities and food intolerances, that is slowly getting on their radar. So, for example, okay. um, so I can take a blood test, food intolerance levels. It's not allergies, but it's foods that your body are building up antibodies in your, in your system. So your, your, your body is essentially fighting, fighting those foods. You might, might not uh, break out. You might not have an oral reaction. You might not have anaphylactic you know, response because that's mm-hmm. an allergy. Mm-hmm. But your body might be fighting it off um, as a foreign body and have an intolerance to it, which is causing your body inflammation. So now doctors are starting to recognize that as an issue, which I think is fantastic because yes. before, you know, they would do a scratch test or a blood test or, you know, to see, well, if you have a reaction, you're allergic. And if you don't, then you don't. And that's just simply not the case. You can have internal reactions and inflammation building up in your body that you don't even, you're not even aware of for a food that you eat daily. And you would never know that unless you have, you know, one of these tests, tests done. How enlightening that is. Thank you. Well, let's back up a little bit again because I know I I got you off the track there when you were talking about this time in your life. So let's back up. You're at a place of devastation. You are at a place of you don't know which way to turn and what to do. So start there and tell us what happened. So I was in a really dark place and and I say that I said earlier that I, I think I was in a bit of denial about it because um, number one I was just on autopilot so whatever I could do just to make it through the day was what I was doing but I had access to you know I had worked with a therapist in the past that I could have reached out to and I didn't um, I didn't really communicate to my husband how I was feeling I didn't even tell my best girlfriends and so I was just on autopilot trying to make it through every day day just to function. And then it got to the point where I was starting to think some really dark thoughts about my family. You know, do they really need me around? Is this all worth it? And then I, I, and then I just stopped myself and I said, whoa, that's really scary. And there's a history of addiction and depression and suicide in my family. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is really scary. And I do not want to go down this path. And so that was one trigger. And then another trigger was when my husband said to me one day, we were on vacation, and he said, I get it. You're just not attracted to me anymore. And you know what? And he goes, I know that must happen in marriages, and that makes me really sad, but I think you just need to be honest with me. And my heart sank because in my head, I was like, no, that's absolutely not the case. I'm still very much attracted to you, still very much want to be um, married to you and be with you and spend a life with you. But if this is how, you know, you're feeling, it just solidified the fact that I was very disconnected from him, very disconnected from my daughter and, and disconnected from myself. That Those two things basically uh, were the, the triggers for me to, to get on their journey. And so I made it my mission to start researching women's health and specifically women's health in the age range of 35 to 55, because I think in that time period, so much happens in our lives and 
and in terms of hormonal fluctuations and ages and having babies and perimenopause and all of that, we feel like the rug has been ripped out from underneath us. We feel like our body is not responding or reacting like it used to, and we don't know what to do. And then so many of us are going, well, I'm getting older. I guess this is what happens. And it's, <laughs> you know, aging isn't very graceful. So, um, and you don't, and, and that just isn't the case. But, you know, you hear that from doctors too. Yeah. And from things you read and whatever else. You know, we are influenced by what's around us saying that this goes with old age. I've always been on the soapbox screaming, I don't care how old I am. I don't have to be this particular way because mm-hmm. so much of it is because of the way we think, which is, I know, one of the things that you're going to discuss. So let's do that. So let's talk about your optimal health and con- Conscious Living Academy course and what you can do to help others regarding these kind of issues. Yeah, absolutely. So I started the journey to research women's health and I started working with integrative doctors and numerous health practitioners and um, naturopaths and chiropractors and uh, you, you know you, you name it. I was I was just learning as much as I could and trying everything that I could so that I could get my health and wellness back on track. And so from that journey, I created the Optimal Health and Conscious Living Academy, and it's an eight-week online course, but it's also, so there's a lot of video material and interviews with the uh, experts that helped me on my journey and literally saved my life. I, I, I spent a number of hours interviewing them, so they are a part of the course as well. And this is basically an academy where women are supporting other women to feel vital again to to feel optimal or at least work their way towards being optimal and some women feel like they've um, after they've gone through the course their transformation has been so extreme that they feel better than they have they, they she's i remember one of uh, my students said i don't think i even felt this good when i was 20 mm-hmm. so it, it goes to what you were saying that you you do not have to accept you know that you know growing older does you know, it is a certain way or, well, I guess you just have to feel this way or look a certain way or, um, and just accept it. You know, that's not the case at all. Walk us through a little bit of the course, like what people can expect and what you will, uh, obviously they have homework to do, et cetera. And is it, is it by a video? Is it by telephone? Just walk us through that part of it, the logistics of it. Each week, we go through something that I have created called the wheel of health and the wheel of health is the, is eight sections of a wheel that um, isn't really important for women to focus on, to get on the path towards living a life that's optimal and where they're living consciously. The first pie of the wheel is called connection and desired outcomes. And I, I, the reason why I start with this section is because it's really important for women to clarify what they want to get out of the process. Why are they doing this course? What do they want to achieve at the end? And I think it's really important to clarify that and to basically create the, um, your desired outcomes. And it's also really important to connect and not only to connect with others, but to connect with yourself. We do have a private Facebook group for the women who are Academy members. 
And it's a sacred space for Academy members only of women who are dealing with the same issues. So they connect with each other. They, they find accountability of partners, which is really important in terms of staying the course and having somebody to be accountable for and you making sure that they're doing what they, they say they're going to do and, you know, you really bond in that way. And then it's also about connecting with yourself. And I have an, a couple exercises that, um, that help you to really look inward and figure out what's what's really going on. Because you could say, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds or, oh, I want to, you know, I want to eat healthier or I want to quit smoking. But we need to go a little deeper. So we look inside to, to figure out, you know, really what it, what's what's going on in there. How can we really achieve the results that you want? And then the second week, we dive into hormonal balance. Because I found that before you can really focus on any other area of your health and well-being, especially for this age group of women, we need to figure out what's going on with our hormones because our adrenals are fatigued. A lot of times our thyroids aren't, aren't functioning properly. Our cortisol levels are all over the place. So we focus on, on, on hormonal health for the second week, and that's the second part of the wheel. So there's eight sections of the wheel, and there's eight weeks of the course and that we all focus on. And so after the academy, they can stay a part of the Facebook group if they like, or if they just want to take that wheel and every week they're going to do their own, they're going to spend their, their they're going to mm-hmm. spend time on their own focusing on that wheel to continue to do the work, then they will get, uh, you know, to a place where they're, they're living optimally. Do you have a, a really special success story? Yeah, I have a few. So I have one woman, uh, one woman, um, so I have one academy member who completely quit smoking. I have another academy member who lost uh, 10 pounds. And I think she's, she continued. Her, her goal was to lose 20. And during the, my, uh, during the course of the academy, she lost 10. And then she, um, she continued because she worked uh, on herself and continued to use the philosophy within the training. Um, I had another woman who um, is in her 50s. She's um, a yoga teacher, but she's never really had a toned body. And she knows how important that muscle, that you know, building that muscle is for osteoporosis, et cetera, you know, as she gets older and she did uh, my program and we have a week specifically on fitness and exercise. And she says, she's, she now can see muscles in her body that she'd never seen before. <laughs> and for the first time in her life, she was able to jump back into, cause she's a yoga teacher, jump back into uh, upward pu- push up position. You know, basically she, as you bend over into a forward fold, you can either step back with your feet, which she'd been doing for years as a yoga teacher, or you can hop back into an upward push up position. And she said it was the first time in her life she was able to do that. So those are some Mm-hmm. really great success stories. But I think, you know, the real journey is also the transformation that happens inside and the self-worth and the connection, the reconnection that, you know, these women can have with their relationships, for example, or with their children or, or with themselves and improving their body image. Or, you know, there's been some women who live a life just based in fear of fear of everything. Yes. You know, and, and they've been able to step back and stop being re- more as reactionary as they once were. And that's where the conscious living, you know, portion comes in because conscious living is really just about no longer blaming everyone else for your issues and really taking a mirror and looking at yourself and stop re- and, and not no longer playing the victim and no, and no longer reacting to everything but really just taking a step back and just looking, okay, this is how I'm reacting. 
I wonder why that is, <laughs> you know, taking deep breath and recognizing that there are steps you can take to approach a certain situation in a, in a healthier way than reacting or freaking out or, or, or staying in that victim role. So basically, your course is good for virtually anyone, depending upon what they want to change and what, what area of their life they want optimal health and whether it's physical or, or emotional or whatever, correct? Yeah, that's it. And that's why I, what I'm really proud of about this course is it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's different for everyone. Everyone can gain a lot of insight in whatever area that they feel they need work on. And so some of my students, they've done it a number of times. So they'll go through it once and they really want to focus on hormonal health and say food sensitivities or intolerances. And then, then, then they get that on track and they're like, okay. And then the next time they go through it, they're like, okay, you know what? I really want to focus on exercise and meditation. I want to start a meditation practice because I know that's going to take my life to another level. And then that's what they focus on the second time around. It's, um, it, there's something for everyone, absolutely. How often are these offered or is it like a one-on-one? So right now um, they, are, they do have a start date. The next one is starting on September 11th, uh, next Monday. And uh, that will be the last time we're running it in 2017, but we'll be starting it up again in January of next year. So they need to get on board now. That's it. I mean, it's, it's the best time to do it because it's the fall, things are changing, it's such a great time, and it is the last time we're doing it this year. Now, you also have a coaching business. Is that is totally separate from this? And could you explain that? Yeah, so I do one-on-one coaching. And so for some women who feel like they just don't have the time to go through the course or be a part of the Facebook group, but they do want the health and wellness and conscious living coaching, then they can work with me one-on-one and I meet with them once a week. And it's more specialized and it's, you know, it's, it's individual. It's, it's more immersive. And I also coach just because of my experience with building businesses. I also coach a lot of female entrepreneurs, women who are either wanting to take their business to the next level or who are starting a business. And I don't just coach women. I do coach some men. However, I find that the majority of my clients are women. So that's, you know, that's a little bit about my coaching. I love that one-on-one, that intimate connection mm-hmm. in terms, you know, I think it's, it's really, it's just such a, a great business that I'm in. I'm, I just love what I do because I, I see the results and, and I hear you know, it's that feedback that I get from my clients of how their lives are changing and how things are, are moving forward for them. It's, it's really exciting. You strike me as a type of person who, when you were going through the problems that you were having with depression, etc., and then decided that not only could you help yourself, that you could help others, your passion started and you haven't let go of that passion. It is still just as real as it was when you got the idea. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. And if anything, I feel like it's the passion is growing because I'm seeing the results and I'm seeing other women who are experiencing results just like I did and other women who are changing their lives. Um, And that's in the academy with, you know, health and well-being. And that's also with the, um, you know, the women who I work with one on one. It's just something that I love doing. I get excited to wake up in the morning to do it. I've I've done a lot in my life, but this I feel like uh, provides me with it's just such fulfillment. What about your acting and your dancing? Are you still doing any of that? No. So I, I gave up acting quite a few years ago. I did love it. I, I enjoyed being on stage. I enjoyed performing. Uh, I was in film and TV, you know, as well. I worked a little bit here and there. You know, my husband is a performer and he's a full-time working actor. I, I never made it, uh, you know, to that point. But 
I loved doing it. I loved performing. It was something I always enjoyed as a little girl. But then it got to the point where it it can be a really difficult in uh, industry, especially for women. And I just didn't know if I really wanted to subject myself mm. to that energy anymore. And it, you know, it's it's true. The entertainment industry is very different for women than it is for men. My husband does very, very well, and I'm very proud of him, and he's won numerous awards, and we now live in New York City, so he can take his career to the next level as, as well. But it was something that I enjoyed, and I'm glad I did it, but then it was just time for me to move on. And in terms of the dancing, I, I, I still love to dance, and I've actually incorporated dancing into the academy in a, in a, in a way. We, I have two dance cardio videos that um, our fitness expert created specifically for this course. And interestingly enough, it's not a part of the course, the week where we focus on fitness and exercise. Mm. It's actually a part of the week where we focus on relationships, intimacy, and libido. Because dance is a great way for women to get in touch with their own bodies and their own sensuality. So we introduce the two dance routines in that week, not in the fitness and exercise week. So I still try to incorporate dance wherever I can because I think we're all meant to dance. It's a part, it's an innate quality that we all have as humans. Children are doing it at young, young ages. And I think as we get older, you know, that, that's kind of a part, a lot of us, it's a part of us that we in our culture anyway, that we cut off. Whereas in other cultures, like everything is celebrated by dancing. Well, Kelsey, this has been most informative. And as I said, and I repeat, I sense your passion and I'm sure that the listeners will as well. And that passion is because you want to help others. And so you have given us a lot to think about. In the show notes will be the various tools that you have to offer. And so they People can connect with you whether they want to do your course or just connect with you on Facebook, etc. Or, uh, of course, for your coaching business as well to be to be helped in whatever area they need. And I'm glad that you're encompassing a lot of different areas and not just focusing on one because people have more than one issue very often too. And so you're able to they're able to get help like it's a one stop shop, right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, I thank you for sharing with us today. That's exciting. You're very clear and passionate, and I really appreciate that when my guests are like that. So people are going to be able to uh, find the help that they need, and that's what you're all about. So I thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Carol. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.